listening to the Rainmaking Podcast. Hosted by high-stakes headhunter, author, and professional speaker, Scott Love. This is the Rainmaking Podcast, and my name is Scott Love. Thanks for joining me on the show. We've got a special guest today. We've got Mark LeBlanc, who's an author and a professional speaker on business development. Mark is also the co-author of Rainmaker Confidential. That's a book that I wrote with Mark and also Henry DeVries, where the three of us put everything we know in a book that can help you develop more business. And if you want to learn more about that, visit the website rainmakerconfidential.com, and there's some information about the book that we wrote. So let me tell you about Mark. Mark is a highly credentialed expert. He's a sought-after speaker in the areas of client development. If you like what you hear today, make sure you check out the show notes. And there's a video that I put on there that Mark shared with us last time about how to have your best year ever. And today we're talking about business development strategy. I know that you're gonna get some great ideas regardless of the industry that you work in. As long as you're in the business of getting business, make sure you listen to this show and come back and listen to it again in a few months because I've found with people like Mark, as you grow, you learn more even when you hear recordings of programs that they've already recorded. One final note, as always, this show is sponsored by Leopard Solutions, Legal Intelligence suite of products, Firmscape and Leopard BI. Push ahead of the pack with the power of Leopard. I hope you get some great ideas from my conversation with Mark LeBlanc today. Thanks for listening. Hey, this is Scott Love. I've got with me a good friend and my co-author for Rainmaker Confidential, one of my co-authors, Mark LeBlanc, talking about strategy. Mark, thanks for joining me on the show today. Scott, great to be with you. Yeah, this is great. I think this is your third time. We've had you on the show, and I think you're the only person I've had on three times. And I've got a lot of respect for you, Mark. I know you've been out there for a while. You've done some great things. You make a difference, and you're someone with a reputation of being a giver. And I appreciate that also. So let's go right to the point. We're talking about strategy for those in business development. Let me ask you this. its I don't want to say it's the post-COVID world because I don't want to jinx it, but things are changing. We're meeting, we're having happy hours, we're attending conferences. Where do you think someone's mind and focus should be in terms of strategy right now to grow their book of business? Well, when I think of strategy, certainly think of strategy as the hub of a wheel with many spokes. And we can come at strategy from a variety of different angles. I've never heard an excuse I didn't have an intimate relationship with myself. Right, right. But over the course <laughs> of time, <laughs> over the course of time, and you know, I've been on my own my entire adult life. I had a job once for about six months, and I found out at a very early age that I, I was unemployable. Oh, <laughs> and, you know, I made a decision at 21 that I would do whatever it would take to make it on my own. Yeah. And I have, and it hasn't always been easy. Here's what I think about strategy or when I hear the word strategy, mm -hmm. and that is mix of strategies. And what I, how I look at that is I suggest to people, you know, we're in the, same or similar sandbox professional services, people who sell their time and their talent, mm -hmm. experience and their, their expertise, and having a mix of strategies that I imperfectly implement every 30 days has what's taken me or gotten me to where I am today. 
You know, unfortunately, too many professionals, they know they need to do business development, right? It's this necessary evil. And of course, depending upon uh, the firm and the makeup of the firm and, you know, somebody could be breathing down your neck, you know, you're a good attorney or, you know, you're, you're good at whatever you do, but we need you to bring in more business. And we would so much prefer, or so many would prefer to just put their head down and do their work yeah, and, and work on the next case. And so we need to get people to step back and say, in terms of capacity, in terms of bandwidth, what is my mix of strategies? I'm never going to be perfect with it. You know, I'm a marketeer. I love marketing and business development, and I'm not perfect at it, but I have this mix of strategies that I work on every 30 days versus the toe in the water strategy. You know, my numbers go down and my book of business is a little bit lighter. It's like, ah, you know, I should, I guess I got to go do some business development. Right, right. I've got to go do some marketing. And they put a toe in the water and they land a, a client and then they're back to not doing anything again. Does, yeah, that's does right. That make sense? It does. And, and let me ask you a couple of questions here. The first one I wanted to ask you about a wheel with many spokes. But before I get to that, tell me about your book. I read your book probably about a year, maybe two years ago. And we're going to put your book on the show notes. But tell me about your book and what were some of the key ideas that came out of the book as it relates to these habits that you're talking about? Now, are you referring to growing your business? Growing your business. That's the one. Okay. Okay. I came out with that book 22 years ago and it turned in, I broke every rule in the publishing world and have taken some, let's call them literary bullets, but it turned out to be a little bit of an underground bestseller. And I moved over 80,000 copies of the book and it's a small book. It's $10 and it's 77 pages. And Scott, I don't know if you know this, but I've, I've logged over 800 orders of 50 copies or more. That's interesting. And what type of organizations usually would submit those larger quantity orders? Anybody. I have mortgage brokers who will buy a carton of them and give them to real estate agents. I have CPAs who buy them to give to their small business clients. I have consultants and one-person operations will buy them. And I have a rather generous quantity pricing plan. And they realize that, hey, I can give a client or a prospect a copy of this little book. Our co-author with Rainmaker Confidential, I met Henry 20 years ago, and I handed him a book as a gift. And he looked at it and he said, can I get 50 of these? (laughs) And, And he realized he could give them out as a gift for less than a quality pen with your name on it. Right, right. And so it just became this great little kind of stocking stuff or gift along the way. And and it's kind of funny because of the size of it. If you got a stack of books on your credenza, it's always going to be on top. Yeah. When I speak, you know, uh, usually everyone gets a a copy of the book. But I, I think one of the takeaways from that book was really to position yourself by concept not by your services or your titles. What do you mean by that exactly? Position yourself by concept. 
we get so we're proud of our hard earned titles consultant, speaker, uh, coach, attorney, financial advisor, chiropractor, dentist. You know, we went to school to become a blank. Right. And what people don't realize is that the moment you say, hi, my name is Mark and I'm a financial advisor, you immediately turn off about 50% of the people who hear that. Right. Okay. And the reason is, is that typically they're the people that you're introducing yourself to, there's a greater likelihood that they have had a negative experience with someone with your title. Yeah, probably so. And I've, I've made the same mistake coming out of the gate and no one was attracted to me. Well, then I stepped back and I thought, well, what are the problems I solve? And I identified what's at the time seemed like a thousand different problems and they they fit into, you know, four or five categories. And and so I began to position myself by title and service. And so I went to the marketplace. My name is Mark. I'm a speaker. I'm a business coach. And I work in the areas of business planning, financial management, selling strategies, human resources and developing your map or marketing, advertising, and promotion. You know, similar to when an attorney says, we work in a state, you know, we work in mergers, we, you know, work in fight, you know, whatever we litigation, you know, they, I, they go to their services. What that can do is set up a, a problem solution conversation. And if your problem is big enough, you may be asked to submit a proposal, but you end up you end up in what I call proposal wars. And no one was attracted to me by my titles. When I came out positioned by my services, I literally repelled people. And they would say, yes, I need to work on a business plan. But, you know, we did that a couple of years ago. In fact, I can't I don't I don't even know where that plan right. is right now. Right. And none of it was sexy. And at a particular low point in my career, I stepped back and I thought, well, what do, what do you really want to do? And out of that little exercise, as painful as it was, came what I call a defining statement. And my defining statement became, I work with people who want to start a business and small business owners who want to grow their business. And what I found that positioning by the outcomes of your work, I had a greater chance of getting somebody's ear. That's fantastic, Mark. Tell me this. Tell me an example, because I know you coach people on this. Give me an example of somebody that you've worked with, and you don't have to mention that person's name, before and after. You were the personal trainer for their strategy, and this is what they looked like before. And this is what the results were after they worked with you. Give me an example of that, please. Easy. I personally, I think financial advisor is the single worst title in the marketplace. Why is that? Because there's a lot of um, the general public feels that they are behind on their financial planning activities. And they want to get into a better place before they hire a financial advisor. Right. And internally, people will admit they need one, 
but they're just not ready yet. And so when a financial advisor comes out and says, my name is, you know, Susan Johnson, and, you know, I'm a financial advisor, and I work in the areas of of tax, retirement, and estate planning, it's a double whammy. I work with a financial advisor, and I probably have done more speaking in financial service uh, groups than any other sliver of the marketplace. And they immediately understand what I'm talking about. But we worked on a defining statement, and I said, here's an example of one. I'm not saying it should be it. But if all of a sudden you said something like, my name is uh, Pete Jones, and I run a company called Successful Money Strategies, and I work with individuals and uh, couples who want to improve their net worth and create a better way to pass on their wealth to their children. Mm. <laughs> and they just sort of exhale. It's like, well, that's what I do. That, that's what <laughs> I help people with. Well, then go say it. And sometimes people will, advisors will go to the marketplace and they'll say, I work with high net worth individuals who want to become even more wealthy. Well, you know, most high net worth individuals don't want to raise their hand on that statement and say, hey, I'm one of them. You know, it's it's the whole millionaire next door uh, concept. But if you just come out with something that is eighth grade language, most people, especially, you know, and, and in today's climate, you know, I'd say I work with I work with people and couples who who feel like they're behind in their financial planning endeavors. And they want a safe place to look at how to strategize on how to, you know, get their financial house in order. Right. And take it to the next level. Well, if you deliver that in an authentic and conversational way, I guarantee you, you're more likely to attract prospects than you are by your titles and your services. Does that make sense? It does. And that's a great way to communicate this market. It's just, I'm actually trying not to think about my own business as <laughs> you're telling me this because I should be interviewing you and I want to give a good interview for our listeners, but I can't help but think, what do I need to be doing now? So this is great. You've given us a lot of great ideas here. Let's say that somebody does understand, and what are we going to call this? The elevator speech or positioning statement? What do you call that doing what you just said? I refer to it as a defining statement. It's different than a mission statement. It's different than a vision statement. It's different than a theme or slogan or tagline. It's just a simple answer to a simple question. What do you do? Got it. Okay, good. That's great. Okay, so we do that. Check that box. What's next? What should be, what should those in business development, once they really understand their defining statement? And by the way, I liked the question that you asked and the question you've asked me before, what do you really want to do? And I think that brings great clarity. And I think what it also does, it shows us what gives us juice in the work that we do. And I think about what I do with recruiting. Would I have chosen this when I was 18 years old? No, I kind of fell into it. Didn't even know it was a thing when I started doing it. I didn't even know it was a real industry. And then I realized, hey, I'm good at this. I like it. And I like the way I can serve people. So let's just say somebody goes 
through this defining statement, what should be the next area that they should look at in terms of clarifying their strategy? It goes back to uh, services. And we all have multiple ways that we uh, make money. And again, this is one more spoke of that strategy wheel. And I would look at the decision to what is your primary focus in the marketplace? Yes, you might be able to help with one, two, three, four different types of services in your wheelhouse. But if you could step back and say, if I could position myself, I can do these four things. But if I had 50 new clients a year, for example, or however many, the numbers are relevant. But if I had 50 clients who wanted help with this one service, let that be the lead dog in your pack. Mm. And I remember it was 1996 when I was struggling to find my voice as a professional speaker and I chose multiple topics. I thought that it would open me up to more opportunities and I was starting to get some traction and find my voice. But I wasn't speaking on any one thing often enough Mm. to get some traction. And I remember one day I woke up and I thought, if I could do 50 growing your business presentations every 12 months, I'd be happier than a pig in mud. And I I set everything else aside and I put 90% of my marketing muscle and might and strategy and messaging around growing your business. And, And that was then led to writing the book, Growing Your Business. And it became the game changer, a strategy decision, one of the few that changed the game for me. That's great. That's a fantastic example. So how do we find, what do you recommend if somebody is listening to this saying, I need to kind of go back to the drawing board a little bit, not reinvent myself, but get clarity. We want to get clarity and ask ourselves these questions. What would you recommend to people that they do to do this? There are two ways. And I like to live in a world of two or more right answers. And Sometimes you need a guide. You know, one right answer is to find somebody who can help pull it out of you. Not everyone is good at their own strategy, for example. But the second right answer is to work on it yourself. And I tell people or suggest to people trust your intuition. Look in your rearview mirror as success leaves clues. If you look in your rearview mirror and if you, depending upon where you are on your journey, but if you step back and you made a list of your 40 best clients or your 40 best assignments and you let go of maybe those that didn't quite go the way you hoped they would or wanted them to do, uh, you, for example, take your 40 best recruiting engagements, you know, who are the clients you worked with, and then put them on a wall in front of you, almost like you're creating a dartboard. And look at the common threads or the common denominators that weave through those top 40 clients or 40 engagements. And you're going to start to see something emerge. And I call it uh, creating the profile of your perfect fit prospect or client or organization. And I, you, for many years, I taught 
uh, Scott, how to create a 10-point profile of your right fit client. And I think it was about 10 years ago where one night I woke up in the middle of the night and I thought, oh my God, it's not the 10-point profile of your right fit client. It's the 20-point profile of your perfect fit client. Right. I literally got out of bed and I did this exercise. I looked in the rearview mirror. It's like, if I could have more clients like this, like this group, and I thought, what are the characteristics or attributes that I'm missing in my 10-point profile? Didn't take me long. I added another 10 points. Today, I have a 25-point profile. Mm. And people will, here's the mistake that people make. They will Oh, Mark, that sounds great. I've got a pretty good sense of who my who my right fit is, but they don't commit it to paper, right? To black and white. And when I went beyond 10 points to 20 points, it changed how I interview my prospects. It gave me a couple of new questions in terms of vetting prospects for what they need and want. And today, I will tell you that I have 40 coaching clients and I have an active book of about 40 coaching clients, plus or minus four consistently. And my assistant Kylie and I were reviewing this just recently and we felt like, 90% of them fit that perfect fit profile. And a couple of people were what we would call right or good fit clients. And oh my gosh, talk about a joy to work with more perfect fit. I know in professional services, especially in legal, for example, you know, you're dealing with problems and you're dealing with, you know, potential litigation and you're, you know, there's all kinds of problems in the air. But here's here's the key. Again, spoke of the strategy wheel mm-hmm. is, do you want to position yourself as a problem solver, a needs satisfier, or an outcome provider? Mm. People will pay to satisfy a need or solve a problem. But time after time after time, I have watched fees increase because I discovered people are more likely to invest in the outcomes they're looking for than the cost to satisfy a need or solve a problem. Well, Mark, this is depth of wisdom that we're getting from you. And I really appreciate you sharing this as we bring this to a close. And before we do, I want to tell you, I want to have you back again because (laughs) you've got so much wisdom. And I think everybody that hears you, they're going to want more of you. And by the way, for our listeners, we'll put all of Mark's contact info and links to his resources on the show notes. If we could summarize this into three action steps, what would be those three action steps people can take to get started implementing some of these ideas that you've shared with us today? To start implementing them, what I would do is I'd make a list of your favorite clients in your past. Just start there. Number two, I would make a list of your referral sources. Who are your champions and your uh, advocates? We haven't talked about that uh, today. 
but create that list of referral sources and create a very simple approach to maintaining top of mind presence with those who believe in you and your work. And the third tip I would give you is if you have my contact information and Scott, thank you so much for providing it. If you reach out to me and just simply ask me, I will send you the electronic version of my book, Growing Your Business. So just as my as my gift to you, but if you started to make a list of your you know, perfect fit clients and build a profile. If you make a list of your referral sources and and stay top of mind with those and reach out to me and get a, a complimentary copy of growing your business. And by the way, if you do that, if you choose to do that, you're not going to go on our database. You're not going to become part of our herd, our tribe, our peeps. You're not going to get 17 emails in the next 30 days. <laughs> In fact, in fact, you'll be lucky if you ever hear from me again. Uh, That's good. We, uh, thanks. Thank you. I <laughs> just want to get that in your hands. That's great, Mark. I appreciate that. And so now tell us about some of the services. I understand just in talking with you, people assume that you're a coach, but kind of give us a more fulsome overview of what do you have, what resources are available that people can get from you and the other things that you have that can help them. Well, thank you, Scott. We've got, a at the moment, a lineup of, of six books, including our book, Rainmaker Confidential, yes. which is the winner. I have a new book coming out later this year titled Bringing in the Business Without Sounding Like a Sales uh, Person. Wow, that's great. My crowning achievement book is titled Never Be the Same, based on my 500-mile walk across Spain. But I would suggest that if somebody were open to a conversation and wanted to have a virtual coffee, you know, I'm doing individual rainmaker retreats. We have our Achiever Circle weekend business retreat that we do. And my coaching book is relatively full, but we tend to take on one new client every 30 days. So if, if that's of interest, great. This is great, Mark. Thank you so much for being on the show again. And I look forward to the next time that we have you on here. Thank you, Scott. It's a privilege. Thank you for listening to the Rainmaking Podcast. For more information about our recruiting services for international law firms, visit our website at attorneysearchgroup.com. To inquire about having Scott speak at your next convention, conference, sales meeting, or executive retreat, visit therainmakingpodcast.com. 